and solutions. I'm your host, Nicole Cleveland. You're listening to episode three in our Starting Over After Divorce series. My guest today is Lisa Kears. She's stopping by the show to share her victorious testimony on how she started over after her divorce. All right, Lisa, welcome to the Yay. show. Hey. Hey. How are you? I'm great. How about yourself? Great, great, great. Awesome, awesome. So Lisa, look, I know you have a victorious testimony and you've been yes. through so much and your story is so powerful and it could help so many people. That is why I had you on the show today because I know that your story is going to bless somebody else. So before we even get started, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Okay, I am Lisa uh, Kears. Um, I am a mother of four, um, grandmother of two. I um, have a ministry called Crown of Life Ministries. I am a member of Mount Gilead Full Gospel Ministries. I also um, work in the Chesterfield County system here in Virginia as a special ed uh, instructional assistant. I'm also in the field of cosmetology. So I have, I'm a woman of many, many hats. <laughs> you are, you got a lot of hats and you got a lot of belts. So, <laughs> so. Belts and hats and everything. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, I'm yes. just honored that you stopped by the show to share your story because so many people yes. are currently going through what you went through and you made it out. And so yes. I just bless yes. God for your story. I really do. So Lisa, take me back. You were married because you know, the premise of this entire show is really to encourage people that you can start over after divorce. Yes. And yes. you were married. Um, I was married. We both started yes. over and we just want to provide yes. that hope. So how long were you married? I was married for 22 years, 22 years, 22 and years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was married for 22 years. And I must say about at the 20th year, I knew that was a shift um taking place like to end it at the 20th year mark yeah. yeah yeah that's tough that's tough like you see so many marriages on a day-to-day -day basis they're exactly. just they're ending they're exactly. ending and before it was kind of taboo it was divorce was a dirty word and now yes. it seems yes. like it's just the norm right Right. And, and the thing is, with my marriage, it was kind of hard to to dissolve it because I was married to a pastor. And mm -hmm. um, with that, uh, um, being married to a pastor, we had a lot of issues that were going on in our home that the 
church members, uh, some of them knew about, but some of them didn't know about. And so um, it was kind of hard to come to grips with knowing that our marriage was really over. And our kids were, you know, getting older um, at the time. Um, I remember when they were little, we really didn't uh, think about, um, we said it a lot, oh, I want to divorce you, I want to divorce you. But because of the children and the church, we said that uh, we was in a place of not being able to. Um, but as the kids grew up, became teenagers, they had their lives in schools, playing sports, doing those things. That's when I noticed that shift, like I was talking about earlier, of me being home alone and kids gone and didn't get that intimacy anymore. Um, and, and the church was the priority and, you know, home is all, um, the home should be first. And so that was a, a um, tough transition. Yeah. Yeah. So, so many people are there right now. Um, someone may be listening right now that's in that position, maybe even at that 20th mark, that 20 year mark. And they're thinking, wow, I got a lot of years behind me. Right. Yeah, I and I don't want to start over. Um, what was your deciding factor? What was your decision maker to say, you know what? I just got to do it because many people are contemplating it, but they just, they, they're stuck. So what was that deciding factor for you? I think the deciding factor for me, I'm going to be honest with you, and this might sound cliche or funny, is when I turned 40. <laughs> oh, oh, so. <laughs> so, so, so when I turned 40, I really um, began to look at myself to see where I was and what I was doing. Uh, in my career, um, at church, you know, what was going on with me at this point? Because my kids were getting older. Mm -hmm. And so I looked at myself and I wasn't happy. <laughs> I was like, what am I doing? And I was very unhappy in my marriage. I was unhappy with where we were living. Everything just was crumbling. And then I said, I'm at the halfway point of my life. I need to make a decision. And the decision was not easy, but it was time for me to look at myself at things I like to do because I was in a relationship that was very controlling. And I had to know that this is not what I like. And so by me being able to even voice that, I did not like that anymore. That was a huge step because I know a lot of people feel that trap and bondage and you know, they feel like chains all over them or, or it's like an anaconda experience where uh, the person is sucking the life out of you. And so yeah. it's a situation for me, I wanted a change because I felt, oh, I'm 40 in 40 more years, I'd be 80. What have I really done with my life? And um, finally being accountable for myself and not blaming others. Yeah, that was good. a huge piece. You have yeah, to man. own own your part of it, own, instead of keep saying, I don't leave because, or I can't leave because of the kids, or I won't leave because he has money, or I can't leave because um, they need me. And so I had to get out of all of that because it was just time for myself. Okay, Lisa, that was real good because there are so many people that are lost. They get stuck and they get to a place in life where they do look back on their life and they say, what have I accomplished? Yeah, I'm exactly. a mother. Yeah, yeah, I'm a mother. I'm a wife. But 
what have I done for Lisa? So I'm glad that you talked about that because it's okay to uh-huh. realize, hey, I have not done what I've been called to do, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. What was that feeling? Was that annoying feeling to you? Was it a feeling like I just got to get it done? I think that it was uh, a combination of a lot of things because I was very emotional um, at that time in my life. The first thing that went in my 40s was my eyesight. And you you guys know how that is. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. After the eyesight, I was like, oh, God, what's next? Um, I just felt um, it was just time for a change. I, I noticed my body was changing. I, I noticed that my attitude <laughs> was changing. Yeah. I noticed that I wasn't as compassionate. Mm. I noticed that I was very snappy. I noticed I was eating a lot of junk, um, just shopping a lot, definitely. Mm-hmm. I won't leave the shopping out because I begin to um, accumulate uh, so many things. Mm-hmm. Um, I started... Um, like talking to my friends more than God, I will say that. Okay. Okay. (laughs) That, that right there uh, was a a crippling part because everyone has their own opinions as to what they want to say. And the thing is, is I was just eating off of too many plates. So my emotions was all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's good you said that because we do that. We we go, we get consultations from our friends and we really need to be seeking God. Talk to me about healing, Lisa, because that's a very important part in moving forward and starting over after a divorce. What were your steps in healing? One of the first steps for me for my healing was accepting where I was. <laughs> Because I felt ashamed, I felt uh, lonely, I felt defeated because my ex-husband was very abusive and I felt that I did not have an outlet at all because the church loved him so much. Um, And I felt that no one was on my side except my little village. I had a little village. I started out with a big village, but it became little as the years went on because when you have a person that controls everything, they even control who you see, who you call, how much gas you're putting in the car and uh, how much money you got. And it's like all of those things came into play. And so I had to take control back. Was it easy? No, because I was still afraid. And that's where the anxiety set in. Um, That's where that fear set in. And then being afraid of dying uh, Mm -hmm. because of hearing of domestic uh, men shooting women in the head or or slashing their throats or uh, murdering them or whatever, whatever it is. Kidnapping them. You get what so all of those things came into play for me. And so what I did to heal was really on where I was after that, just taking the plunge and and um and saying, I'm gonna do this even if it's a mistake, even if it's not right or wrong. I did it anyway. Um I also believed that God had my back because he had it all along. Um and I asked God to because I knew I wanted to marry again. So I asked God to 
place somebody in my life that loved him, um, that could understand me, because I did not know who I was when this transition was going on anymore. I was I was very uh, lost. I, I and the things that I used to like, I stopped liking. You understand what I'm saying? Um, the things I used to do, I stopped doing. And so when I got to be to myself, I was like, who am I really? I, I didn't know who I was. And oh so goodness. it took time. It took time. And then also knowing that um, God loved me, that that's the big piece. Uh, God loves me despite of what decisions I make. Because yes. I was taught when I first joined the church that, if I did something bad, God was going to punish me. You know, the, the punishing factor right, with denominations. Right. And I'm mm-hmm. sitting here trying to be perfect. And outside of me being perfect, I lost myself. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, who am I really? I mean, and then as I began to heal, it was like an onion. Things were beginning to be unraveled. And I said, oh, do I really like music? Do, do I really like to drink a glass of wine every now mm-hmm. and again? Uh, do I like to go out sometimes? Because I wasn't doing those things anymore. And so my kids was like, what is, what's going on with you, mom? We've never seen you like this before. Because mm-hmm. you found and yourself. So I found myself. And I had to be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, Lisa. That's so important. I um often talk about uh, women that have to go through divorce. First of all, they have to realize what they like and fall back in love with themselves. I just did a video about that, I believe, last week because we don't know what we like. Like, I know I like going out to eat by myself. I know that I like to be by myself. And so, therefore, it's hard for me to even let people in because I like to be by myself. And, you know, I had to grow and understand that. So, I'm glad you found yourself. Um, So, Lisa, talk to me about forgiveness because when you're hurt you're hurt and there are so many individuals they just can't get past that that forgiveness part and it's so very important how did you do it well one of the things I had to do was as I said earlier was find who I was personality soul mind body spirit I had to find who I was through the word of God, first of all, because I am a Christian and I wanted to be a better Christian. I knew I had a call on my life, a strong call on my life. And so I began to, to get in the word and I found this program called Elijah House. And I'm just sharing this because this is what helped me. Mm-hmm. And it was a program given by a pastor here in Richmond. And it really dealt with things from your childhood on up to now. <laughs> And I did not realize until I took this course that the things that I was going through on my own, I, it's like things from my childhood that blocked a lot of things that I didn't realize I had on the inside of me, like the rejection piece, finding out that my dad, because he didn't hold me after I was born and he didn't spend time with me. So that longing for that, that intimacy from a, 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 another person came and stemmed from my childhood. Um, forgiving my parents because they were 19 and 23 when they had me. In my mind frame, I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking that, oh, they were grown and they should know better than the, you know, not love on me and take care of me. I'm their daughter. But guess what? 
they were 19 and 23. What were right. we doing when we right. was 19 and, 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 and 23 partying, having a That's good right. time? That's we right. weren't thinking about no kids. And no. so also I had to learn how to, uh, to learn what forgiveness was, the true forgiveness. Because sometimes we forgive because we feel we're going to hell. Say it, say it, preach. <laughs> and so, oh, I'll forgive you because I know if I don't, I'm going to hell. But no, uh -huh, uh -huh. why are you really forgiving the person? And do they deserve that forgiveness? Yes, they do. Because the word of God says if we do not forgive our brother or our sister, yeah. it's like blasphemy. It's like, you know, how can God forgive mm -hmm. you if you haven't forgive your brother and sister? Right. And I can't say this. When the, the, the cork was in the in the bottle, that is the unforgiveness. I will share that. What was in the bottle didn't come out till the cork came off of the bottle. Mm. Understand what I'm saying? And so it was a buildup. It was a buildup of things that I needed to forgive. I first needed to forgive myself for allowing mm. myself to get into a situation like this. And mm -hmm. so um, <laughs> that was hard because I'm like, it's all his fault. It's all his fault. It's all his fault. And I'm like, hold on a minute. You know, I have to own my part. I allowed this for 20, 22 years when I should have left the third year. You get right, what I mean? right, right, right. So I had to forgive myself. I had to ask my ex for forgiveness for the things that I did because he did it to me. I'm going to keep it real. You know, the, the adultery and everything else and, 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 and doing things that I know that he didn't like. Mm -hmm. I did it out of spite. And that's not a, a character of God. And so, right. you know, at the time it felt good. I'm not going to lie. Right. Because <laughs> I'm right. like, one up, one up. Uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, that one up and I'm going to get you and all that. That's, that, that is not the character of God. And mm -hmm. so asking God to forgive me for the things I did as well as my partner, asking my children for forgiveness. I mean, mm -hmm. when I went through the course, it was like, I'm like, I ain't asking my kids to forgive me. They turn. I ain't trying to do all that. But I learned that my kids went through a lot mm -hmm. and they went through a lot because of me and their father. And mm -hmm. I had to ask them for forgiveness as well because they're suffering in some areas in their lives today because of the both of us. Both that's of right. us played a part of it. And yeah. so once that forgiveness came, that's when that bottle, that cork and that bottle opened. And now I'm just blessed beyond measure. Honey, 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 yeah. honey. Yes, you are. And that is a perfect segue because there is life after divorce, ladies. If you are listening right now yeah. and you're saying, will I ever be remarried? Will, will anyone ever love me again? Lisa, you are a living, breathing, walking, talking testimony because shout out to Calvin, your husband. <laughs> My husband, Calvin. Because he done came in and swooped you all the way up and loved loved yeah. all of you. Yeah. So talk about me. talk about that. Like there is life after divorce. There is happiness after divorce. And there is love after divorce. Well, one of the things I wanted to say to all the ladies is you got to want to be loved. That's number one. Because a lot of times when we are in these abusive or bitter or shameful relationships, we, our heart has closed off and we're mean and we're nasty. And no man wants that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he don't want that part of you. Yes, it's going to come out, but I'm saying 
be open to have someone else in your life. Because I have certain girlfriends of mine that they're dating, but they're not connected. And they're not connected because they're finding every flaw. Everybody has flaws. Right, 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 okay? right. I will say for me, I was surprised when um, Calvin came in my life because we started out because um, he um, was at the job. And um, he was one of our um, um, one of our employees as a company. And when I used to see him, I really didn't see us because he would always come in looking like a bum. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Lord. And I'm sharing this because sometimes it's not what you see. You have to go beyond the the physical, you know, like it was with 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 Joseph. Mm -hmm. It was like he was the ruddy looking boy that was working with the sheep. And they was like, oh, no, no, no. Or was it David? I'm sorry. David. David. I'm sorry. It Mm -hmm. was David. And uh, look, he was looking all cruddy and rusty and dirty. And now I, oh, he can't be king. Oh, no, this is the wrong person. And so what I had to learn was allow God to pick who is to be in your life, but open your eyes. Because it could be the person you think it's not, because that's how it was for me. Right. And so I know that um, with with Calvin, he had a heart of gold. He accepted me for me, and he and he uh, allowed me to say yes and allowed me to say no, and he helped me grow and um, and mold me. And it was like he was my counselor. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is not fair. This isn't right. And he said, until you forgive and we let this go, God is not going to open doors for us. And that's what happened. And I had to do it, not just for me, for the new relationship I was in as well. And he is awesome. He loves the Lord. And he's just, he's just a breath of fresh air. And so I will share this short clip. With Calvin, it's it in um in comparison with my exes, night and day, because I had one household I was in turmoil and scared all the time, shaking in my boots and wondering if I'm gonna be living the next day. And then I had to transfer to this peaceful, calm atmosphere of godly love, because that's what our marriage uh covenant is is based on uh first corinthians 13 and that is love love is patient love is kind yes love doesn't envy love doesn't boast and that's our marriage covenant and one of the things i had to learn how to do all over again and i'm sharing this because somebody gonna need it i had to learn how to be okay with peace i was Mm. always in chaos (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so it took me three years to get used to not having arguments or fusses because he said, I'm not going to argue with you and sit down and sit back. And I'm like, what you mean? You're not going to argue. <laughs> that's what I was used to. You get right. what I'm saying? So it's like a retraining. It's, it's like you have to retrain yourself to accept where you are mm-hmm. and not settle. Because sometimes what we do is we fall back into that cycle again of that abuse because that person seems like that ex and oh it's going to get better no you need to go opposite of what you had before mm-hmm. and once you go opposite of what you had before it's like the revelation comes that this is the person for you because if you're picking and choosing it's never going to be the right relationship that's good advice that is good advice yeah. lisa i tell you it's almost our time 
this has been real, real good. Um, do you have anything coming up? Do you have any events? Do you have any shows? Um, are you speaking anywhere? Why don't you let the audience know? Well, on Saturday, um, September the 4th, I will be with Women of Conversations on Zoom. Um, I did. Um, I am on social media at uh, Facebook. On Facebook, I'll say at Facebook. Mm -hmm. On Facebook. I'm also on Instagram at Lisa Kears. I do have Crown of Life Ministries on Facebook as well. Um, and also you can message me at Lisa Kears, you know, Lisa Kears and Messenger. And I really do a thank you and appreciate your time. Thank you guys for hearing me. And one of the last things I wanted to share that me, me and um, Nicole was talking about a little earlier was that in that forgiveness piece, now my ex and I are cordial. Our children and I and, and my ex, we have dinners together. We cook out together. It took a long time for that process, but everybody's okay. And the kids said, thank God it's over. Mm -hmm, right. <laughs> it took about eight, it, it, what, seven, eight years, but it, but it comes. And you see uh, a lot of people begin to reconcile because at the end of the day, we all have to forgive and we all need to start over. But to be a better person, you have to do the work. It's not easy. With God, all things are possible. Know that. Yeah, that's good. Good, good advice, Lisa. So they can reach out to you on Instagram or Facebook and you are Lisa Kears out there on Instagram. And I will post um, Lisa's link um, if you're listening and you want to reach out to her as well. So Lisa, thank you so much for joining me today. And thank you for sharing your story and that wonderful advice. After the pain, after the rain, after the shame. Thank you.